Welcome back to the 1-2 Kentucky Blue Podcast. I am your host, Coach John Spurlock. Thank you so much for tuning in today. My topic today comes from one of my favorite books, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. I recently went over the first three habits with our summer interns. The habit I'm going to share with you today is habit number one, be proactive. This habit, this concept has truly improved my quality of life as a strength coach and a family man. I specifically talk through how my actions have let me take time off from work for family vacations without worrying about everything that's going on in the weight room. I hope you are able to take some sort of nugget or some sort of information and knowledge away from the examples that I present to you today. And as always, I hope you enjoy my conversation. The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People is a book that is a staple in our leadership culture within Kentucky Strength and Conditioning. During the summer, we review habits one, two, and three as staff as our interns learn about them for the first time. Today, I want to talk with you about habit number one, be proactive. I want to first to talk about it in general terms, then I want to move more specifically into how this habit is used within our strength and conditioning program. Then I'll give you some real life examples of how this habit has helped me become the best version of myself. Now, generally speaking, habit number one can be broken down like this. Being proactive means you take responsibility for your own life. You are responsible for your own effectiveness and happiness. You are not a product of your conditions based on your feelings. By being proactive, you are being true to your human nature, which is you act, you are not acted upon. And it's also important to note that this habit is fundamental to all the other habits in the book. Now, I want to give you some examples how we as a Kentucky Strength and Conditioning staff use this habit and how we are proactive. First example is we arrive to the weight room each morning 30 minutes prior to our first workout of the day. Not only does this ensure that we're on time and that we have plenty of time to set up the weight room and all the equipment needed for our student athletes training, but it also gives us time to problem solve and to respond to any issues that might pop up, whether the issues are with the facility, equipment, or whatever. Since we are proactive, we have given ourselves the time to deal with those issues so they won't affect our student athletes training. Now, Example number two is even before we get to the weight room, we, we have to wake up. Another way we are proactive is that we set at least three alarms on three different devices. For myself, my first alarm is my Iron Man wristwatch. Second alarm is my iPhone. And my third alarm is the clock on my nightstand. By doing this, I am choosing to act, and this action almost 100% guarantees that I will not sleep in and miss an early morning workout. And as we all know, a common excuse on why someone is late to a work workout is usually either, hey, I, I set my alarm to p.m. and not a.m., or oh, my alarm went off, but I must have hit the off button instead of snooze. And both of these excuses are eliminated when you choose to be proactive. Now, I've told you about how we are proactive uh, with the start of our day and how we get to the weight room, but we also have to be proactive with setting up meetings with our sport coaches before the semester begins. we got to make sure our programming is done weeks in advance. We have to make sure we're printing out our number sheets in advance as well. 
and how and when each strength coach gets this done, it's, it's going to be different. The way I do it is going to be different than the way D does it. But we got to make sure that each of us has a plan of action. This allows us to live in quadrant number two, which goes into the habit of putting first things first. As you can see, a lot of our proactive actions come back to us being forward thinkers, which is a part of our brand as a Kentucky Strength and Conditioning staff. And these two concepts carry over into our personal lives as well, which helps us balance the demands of work and life. And I wanted to share with you that my original thought for this episode came from my actions of how I plan my vacations and my time away from work. And I wanted to preface a few things before I go any further. You know, my, my downtime for work is usually the month of May. It would make all the sense in the world if I just planned my vacations around that. In the month of May, work is slow, and that's when I should take time off. But in all reality, that, it, that, that's not really the case because I have a family. It's not just me. And my wife works in a school system, and May is a very busy and stressful time for her. My boys are in school now, so May is usually the time when they're knocking out a lot of their state testing. So us taking a summer family vacation in May is usually not an option. Now, the months of June and July are busy for me, uh, but if I'm proactive, you know, I'm intentional and I plan well in advance, I can make it work with little to no issue. And my family and I literally just got back from our summer vacation yesterday, and I'm already starting to plan our trip for next summer. But I wanted to share with you all how I planned the vacation that we just returned from. So the first tip I have for you, number one, you gotta pick a date. And like I said, May is a no-go for me. And I gotta think through a couple other things as well. So in early June, that's typically off the table because my kids might still be in school. That's also the time that our new interns are arriving on campus and our student athletes are getting back on campus to start their summer training with us. And I don't wanna miss any of that. Now, if I wait till late July, that's when volleyball starts really gearing up for their preseason. I don't want to miss that either. So my window is between, you know, really late June and mid-July. Now, once I got that established, so I've, I've set the date. Number two is I got to communicate that information to those that need to know it. And almost always my family, my Jordan and the boys, we're always going on vacation with our extended family. So whether that's on my side or Jordan's side. And once I decide what my vacation vacation window week is, I need to tell everybody involved so nobody's caught off guard with the limited time I have available. And like I mentioned, I'm usually doing this about 11 months in advance. Now, once I have that vacation window narrowed down, I'm also communicating that with my staff, sport coaches, rest of our performance team, and our, even our student athletes. And I initially do this via email, and then uh, shortly after, I will make a Teamworks reminder on everybody's Teamworks calendar that pops up whenever they open up uh, that app that says, hey, Spurlock is going to be out the weeks of, or the days of this date to that date. So everybody knows when I will not be in the weight room. Third part of this is preparation. And I usually start this a couple weeks in advance before I leave for my vacation. I got to make sure whomever is covering for me uh, with my on the floor coaching responsibilities is prepared. And how I do that is who I, I have to make sure that uh, 
whoever's going to be covering for me is working with me or at least has some hand in um, coaching responsibilities with the teams that I have at Kentucky. So for this summer, it was Coach Gibson. Gibby was with me all summer. He knows the volleyball players. He knows them very well. They know him. So it was easy for him to just pick up and run with all my on-floor coaching responsibilities when I was out this past week. I have to make sure that all of my programming, my number sheets are printed out or at least ready to print out. And I not only need to do this for the week that I'm going to be out of the weight room, but I need to do it for the following week as well, just in case any issues pop up with flights and travels and I'm not able to make it back to Kentucky when I thought I would, at least that programming and those number sheets are ready to go, even if I'm not there. I also need to think through any other re important responsibilities that I might have, and then I have to delegate those responsibilities to another strength coach on staff so that stuff can get covered and not fall through the cracks when I'm out of the office. I guess my main reason for sharing this with you is because in college athletics and strength conditioning specifically, it's difficult for us to make time for ourselves and our family. And as a support staff member, I often see people like me get acted upon, living in quadrant number one. They're managing their life by crisis. But if you are proactive, a forward thinker, and you're intentional, you can break out of that chain and break out of that slump. And I promise it's possible. But you must first, you got to put in the effort and time well in advance. You can't wait for this to magically happen. And if you if you do wait until the last minute to plan a vacation or plan when you're going to take some time off, no doubt that there are going to be a ton of problems and conflicts and other issues that pop up. You must choose to be proactive. Thank you so much for listening today. As always, don't hesitate to reach out to us by via email at ukstrength at uky.edu. Thanks and go Cats.